Jesus. So today's program may the Lord enrich us with his word mightily. We pray the Holy Spirit to open our hearts to bless us, to fill us with the dimension of God that we need to fulfill our destiny. For by his word, he continues to direct our steps. And just as the word directs a step, the Bible says that the word of God is like hammer that shattered what? Rocks. So I'm, I'm confident in my heart this morning as, as the Lord takes us in this special tutelage that we'll be shattering whatever is in our hearts, in our minds, that perpetually sabotages that God that wants to relate with us. And so we'll continue our reflection on dealing with the strongholds of Satan. That the enemy continually presents on our way to stop us. Now Paul will say in First Corinthians, either first or second Corinthians, first Corinthians chapter sixteen, from verse nine, he said, An effective and effectual door has been opened unto us. But there are many adversaries. God has opened the door for us. It will shock you that all that you've been asking God to do for you, all your heart desires that you have table before heaven. You know, when we pray, what happens is that all that we are asking God for in prayer, they're not here. I mean, they're not in heaven, they're here, right? Is there anything you're asking God to do for you that is not on earth, that is in heaven? Anything? So they are all on earth here. So it means that that which you need has been provided by God and it is somewhere, either in the hands of a human being, or he just stuck up somewhere. And so when we pray, what happens? We engage the energy of God to come and influence the affairs of man to position you to trap that which you are asking God. All the money you are asking God to give you now is on earth here. All the cars here, all the jobs they are here. So that what we now seek God to do is to allow the supernatural, influence the natural, and bring about what we are asking God. Are we together here? Good. So now, what happens is this, that when we make a request, God gives his 
make it stationary, please. Make it stationary. So, God gives the command, and so there are contentions here that tries to abort that which God has ordained. You get the point? So that's why Jesus said, from the time of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of God suffered violence, and only violence take it by force. It will shock you that all the prayers you've prayed, God has answered you. He has given a decree. Let it be to you according to your faith. But it's yet to come to pass. Why? Not because God has not answered you. But there are many adversaries. So these are aspects of our Christian life that many Christians are very much ignorant of. And they still think that if God is to do his work, he should do it perfectly by making sure that they take that they take hold of whatever they're asking God physically. But it's not that way. God is spirit. He releases us on the realms of the spirit. So that's why Paul is saying that an effectual door has been given unto us. God has said, go. But there are what? Pockets of adversaries. Adversaries are those who contend with you. They are fighters. They are contenders. They contend with what is legitimately yours. That is what brings about the Christian warfare. Which many of us are not in tune with. Jesus knew we are going to be contending with these forces. That is why the first diplomatic power he gave the disciples that they shall cast out demons. So these adversaries are demons who are position themselves for different reasons to make sure they frustrate the transition and the traffic of your fellowship with God and the Holy Spirit. So these adversaries, you need to go and contend with them. So what God has done is to give us what it takes to contend with these adversaries. He said, come, take this. As you are coming to take it, he comes and snatches it from his hand. God will not pursue that demon. He will tell you, go and take what is yours. Because our God is a warrior. Can you imagine if your father is a warrior who goes to fight? And he sees a small person come to harass you as his son. Will your father go and fight for you? Say, boy, you're my son. Go and show them the stuff we are made of. Are you catching it now? God is telling you, go and show them the stuff we are made of. It will be an insult for him to come and start fighting for you. The only thing there is that he will begin to give you ideas on how to engage 
Amen. There's nothing impossible in our lives. There's no case in our lives that is a permanent case. Okay? There's no case. There's no circumstance that is permanent. We can change it. We can change it. Amen? Amen. All we need to do is to get the right template. If you want heaven to back you in any situation you want to change, what you just need is to find out what is the template that runs heaven with regards to that case. Once you trap it, and you are now coming down to engage that template against the situation or circumstance or condition that one may be in, heaven will always back his template anywhere. You see the point? So when we are now coming to engage the adversary, you don't come with your local language. You don't come with your local ideas. No. You have to prove to them that you have the right template. Look at what God has said. And who dare you stand against God? Who is like God? The battle begins again. Remember? Who is like God? That battle is still the battle that is on here. So at every point in time, you must take a position where you stand as what? Questioning. Who is like God? Who dare you challenge his audacity and his majesty? And when that happens again, heaven, the same heaven that rose and fought the battle in heaven and won, will continue here until the battle is finished. The same devil who fought in heaven to resist his evacuation from heaven will still fight to resist his evacuation on earth. That's why it is a battle that is very dirty. You should be ready to be dirty in your battle to lay hold on what God has given to you. Hence, life is warfare. Life is what? Warfare. Life is not a place where you come and dance around. Life is warfare. Anything you are doing that does not capture the dimension of the warfare, you cannot take delivery of the portion that heaven has prescribed for you. Very important. Everything about life is under contention. Your life now is under contention. Your health is under contention. Your blessings, they are under contention. Your joy, your peace, your happiness, your existence is under contention. If you don't wrestle to sustain it, it will be denied you. It will be stolen away from you. Because the adversary, they are actually, you know, keen to make sure they frustrate the agenda, the good agenda God has for you. The beggarly Christian life has stayed for too long. It's time for us to step in. If you neglect the warfare dimension of your Christian life, be ready to celebrate the anniversaries of being a victim. It may not come now, it will come later. Why wait until you are struck 
before you begin. And so that's why, as we are gradually stepping into the warfare dimension, through the teachings we've been having, where the Lord has been clearing the way for us, from winning the battle in the mind, then we win the battle on the ground. You see, when you hear that soldiers at the war front, be it in your country or my country, have, uh, we, they, 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 they have been uh, defeated, you will hear the, talking about that the soldiers are not well mobilized. <laughs> It's not just being that they don't have enough bullets with them, but mentally, they are demoralized. Mentally, the, the voice of the enemy has become louder than their own voice. Likewise, too, in this spiritual journey, if you're not properly mobilized, you know, mentally by the word of God, in the camp or in the war, war, battleground, even if you are carrying the best weapon, you'll be defeated. Because fear has already taking hold of you. So we must win the battle here before we win the battle on the ground. You must receive the blessing here before you see the blessing physically. And so we run our lives not from the circumstances and situation into us, no. Rather, we run our life from the inside out, not from the outside in. The report on the external is wonderful, but it holds no water. It's the report from the inside the report of the entrance of the word of God that holds water. So the disciple is that one who has come to this point where he has come to understand that he is condemned, you know, to always insist that what governs and runs his life or her life is what? Is what comes from the inside and not from the outside. Someone may say, but Father, you're not being reasonable. Does it mean that God cannot use, you know, external things to show us things? and help us understand where we are, I say, ah, no. The Bible never said that it is those who are reasonable that God will bless. He said those who are what? Who walk by faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. We are children of faith. We must insist on the demands of faith for us to see heaven back us, you know, and see things happen. Because to a great extent now, we have won in our hearts. It's time to begin to win on the ground. Are we set for that? Are you answering me? <laughs> Are we set for that? Yes. Good, good, good. You have to be poised. You have to be poised. You have to make up your mind. It is now time for me to win on ground. Whatever that challenge you have before you, it's time for me to win. And how do you win? Your victory is not your victory. Your victory is Christ's victory. Paul said, thanks be to God who has given us a victory in Christ Jesus. So that's why whatever you are going to use to contend with the adversaries that are on ground must be things that are associated with Christ. That's why it's good for you to know the mind of Christ concerning a particular thing. So that when you are coming to engage that thing, you are not coming on your own. You are coming with the word and the mind of Christ. And so you stand as what? As a, as a servant of Christ, present his own mind, then he can back you. So that's why Paul, in talking about dealing with the, the, the issues in our mind, reiterated the obstacles, the adversaries, the strongholds the adversary has put in place. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9. Can we look at it? 
So we can see how we can be dealing with the strongholds. 1 Corinthians 16.9. Are we there? 1 Corinthians 16.9. If you are there, you can read loud, please. There are many, these are saying, but there are many who oppose me. So there are many oppositions. Oppositions. The other one says adversary. There are many adversaries. There are coaches of, you know, points that the enemy use. Okay? And all of them is so frustrate. What is settled in heaven? God said, My words have elevated my word above my name, and his words are firmly settled or established in heaven. Okay? The will of God is the word of God. If you want to find the will of God, go to the word of God. Whatever the word says is the will of God. The mind of God is captured in the words he has spoken to us, right? Are we together here? Good. So now, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit sat down in eternity, okay, in the, in, the, in the realms of timelessness, and they began to discuss how they want to create a world, a colony of the kingdom, which is the earth, and how it should be run. And when those things were said, whatever they said was said was more or less engraved in place of gold. And they are well established in heaven. So God, after speaking, those things were engraved in gold and they are what? Firmly established in heaven. God even elevated the plans and purposes of his will for humanity above his own name. And said that everybody is subject to this plan. This is the only plan that should run the system. Now, when man was created, the enemy knew what God had planned and then came and truncated it. God told man that you should eat of all three, but this one don't eat it. Okay? The day you eat it, you will surely die. Meaning that you will be cut off from the master plan that should run your life. Because as long as you are running, whatever, as long as the master plan is running your life, you have me back you up 100%. But the day you get out of it, what will happen? I'm not going to get involved with you. You will suffer. That's the darkness. Okay? Are we following here? Good. So now, when Adam sinned, he was cut off from that template. He was lost. He didn't have the manual again. He can't have access to the divine plan any longer. So he now was groping in the dark. He forgot himself. He forgot where the journey should be. He forgot the ultimate plan that God has for him. So he had no option that was okay. We don't know where to go again now. We will stay here. So he sat down with his and started multiplying. So the journey has ended where? In Ethiopia and covering themselves with leaves. So it took Jesus to come and say, Now I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Come and follow me. So I can lead you to where the journey should end. The journey is not ending here. Because you lost the manual. That is why you are here. 
So he began to teach us the new way. And he now said that without me, you cannot locate your destination any longer. So he now came and began to unveil to us the template that, was, that is in heaven. But before then, God too has started opening the vistas of the eternity for prophets to see what is written in the template. And that's what is crystallized in the word of God. So that's why Christ, even when the devil came to tempt him, as the devil was tempting him, he said, it is written. It is written. It is written. Have you ever asked yourself, why the insistent on it is written? So because what is written, the scripture you are seeing here, is a book that has, been, that has captured the template that has been exalted in heaven, the master plan for your life. That master plan contains how long you should live on earth. That master plan contains how heady you should be. That master plan contains how safe you should be. That master plan contains what should give you joy, what should give you peace. Everything, the details of your life is captured in that master plan. Your finances, your peoples on earth, everything is captured in that master plan. Now, you have not had access to that master plan, so you don't even know who you are. Praise the Lord. You don't even know who you are. You just found yourself here. And they said few things. And you started following. Now, as you are getting older, some of the things they told you are no longer working out. You have to devise a way of surviving. We must survive, no matter what happens. You're not sure of your safety. You're not sure of your health. You're not sure of your finances. You're not sure of when you're going to die. You're not sure of anything at all. There's nothing you're sure of. Even your tomorrow, you don't even know what tomorrow is for you. Right? Amen? Amen. Because you have lost the manual where everything about your life is described. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, thank you. Holy Spirit, thank you. There shall be no hurt. There shall be no destruction in all my holy mountains. For the knowledge of the Lord shall drown everything as the waters cover the sea. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we must discover the manual or the manuscript or the template that says what my life should be here. I must discover it. So the devil knows that the day you discover it, you, he loses his grip over you. That is why he goes after your mind. So this is why he now goes into your mind to win you there, to deceive you and keep you in darkness. So that you will never rise to say, ah. So he gives you a false template that makes you to settle for the natural. You see? So this is what is happening here. Okay? So we're able to identify the work of the adversary who is trying to stop what is settled in heaven to be settled here. Now, when Jesus was praying, teaching the disciples, the our father, he said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. As what? It is done in heaven. Now, it is being done in heaven already. But it's not being done on earth. But the will of God is that what obtains in heaven 
obtains here. Are you catching it now? You must get this clear in your mind. God is saying whatever happens in heaven should happen here. That is his standard. The devil, the adversary now says, no way. We know what happens in heaven. We will not allow it to happen on earth. We must create our own that must happen here. How can he rule there and rule here? That's why he hijacked the system and is now using it to advance the cause of his own, not the will of God. So God has blessed this woman with 100 years. They will say in a life, in a 40, it will be. And then begin to orchestrate everything around your life. Begin to walk towards it. So before you reach 40, there will be something that will truncate your head and which you go. And then when it comes, you start praying and say, God, help me. No. And when the devil says that you don't even know, some, when they praise your guests too much, they say, let me, I'm suffering too much. Let me come and die. They give up. The Bible says, don't you know you are gods? But because you don't know you are gods, you die like men. Amen. You see the point here. So our effort is to discover the template for ourselves. What has God said about me? Insist on what God has said about you. Fight with it. Be confident when you find out what God has said about you and you begin to engage. That's what you take in prayers. We are going to see the reason very soon. That's what you engage in prayers. You now come to prayer and say, Father, I just discovered in your word for me. You said this, but I have discovered the circumstances and the situations are not in alignment with what you say. Father, I, think I want to thank you because I have seen your mind towards me. Now, in the name of Jesus, you now face the adversary and begin to engage the two God has given to you. That's when you begin to now use the name of Jesus to dismantle the strongholds of Satan that is stand against the actualization of what God has destined for you in the master plan. Amen? Amen. You may ask, but Father, why must I be do that, do that before I get what I want? Because that's how God wants it. In your own eyes, it may not be wonderful, but in the eyes of God, that is the way he wants it. And that's the best thing for your life. So what are those three things that the enemy put in place to frustrate the template of what God has you know, designed for us? What are the things that God has designed for us? Look at it here. Everything here is being led by the Spirit. It was inspired by the Spirit for men to have a copy of what is in the template. So that's why when Jesus himself came, he was making reference to it. It is written. It is written. It may not be necessarily this one that he was saying it is written, but the one that is in heaven, but they have the same content. Are we together here? All right. So to make sure you don't have access to this and discover the content in it, the devil puts things in place. And we were able to identify them last week. Okay? The spirit that is at work now in the children of disobedience. So that spirit, the enemy, the devil, the God of this age, is working in the lives of of the children of disobedience to keep them with his own strongholds 
to ever least keep them from seeing the light of the glorious gospel. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. The God of this world has blinded the eyes of unbelievers, lest they see the light of the glorious gospel. What is the light of the glorious gospel? The light of the glorious gospel is the light of the template, the light of the manuscripts that is in uh, heaven. So he wouldn't want you to see that template. He will blind you. Lest you see the light and be saved. You see, he knows that the day you see the light, you will, something will well up in you. That thing that wells up in you is what is called faith. And with faith, once the thing comes up, it gives you the audacity, the boldness to confront the adversaries. And when you talk based on conviction, that is rooted in that word. He can't resist you. These demons you are afraid of, they, they, they are so small. They are so myopic. But they know that they don't have power. That's why they make a lot of noise and intimidate you. Come out in a strange way. They, when they come to your life, on account of your ignorance, and they start making things go negative in your life, it's because you don't know the truth. When you know the truth now, and say, ah, oh, so this is not how my life should be. Oh, this is what God has designed. Then why, I, why should I be here? You, that anger also goes to sponsor the energy that builds your faith. So when you go into prayers, you begin to now decree what God has said. And as you begin to decree it, the Holy Ghost will take your words and start working it in your life. That's what they said, a believer who doesn't talk will die. But a believer who talks will ever float, remain on top all the time. Your mouth is not meant for food. It's meant to channel the course of your life. If you want to see this happen in your life, you have to learn to talk. Job says, wow. He says, how forceful are right words. Let me show you. <laughs> how forceful are right words. Job chapter. What are right words? Right words are words that comes from the template. Job chapter 6, verse 25. <laughs> the right words are the words. That's another word for the written word of God. Okay? The right words are the words that are inscribed in those templates. So when you trap them, there's a force that goes to those words. When you speak those words, you energize your atmosphere. To carry a force, to execute what God says. That's why the Bible said, let the weak say, I am strong. Why? Not because by saying it, he will be strong. He is rather giving a testimony of the real reality that is the template. Not what his body is reporting. The body may report weakness. But that is not sufficient to become what? A word that the person will speak out. Because the original thing God wrote concerning you is that you are what? Strong. So that's why we don't live by the senses, which is the body. We live by what is on the template. Your life should be governed by what is on the template. Your leg may be squeezed here. What is the template? God says your legs are strong, right? You don't come and say, ah, but what I'm saying is that my leg is, is weak. No! That's not how to live. How to live is look at the template and then insist that your leg must be represented the way it is the template. That's what they call the good fight of faith. 
always check the template. What did God say that should govern my life? Because any other thing you see is not of God. It's of what? The opposition, the adversary. Find out what is in the template concerning your health. Find out what is on the template concerning your finances. Find out what is on the template concerning your faith. Find out what is on the template concerning your divine safety. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. What is the secret place? It's a place of prayer. It's a place of prayer. He who dwells. You make play, prayer your dwelling place. Your house is not your real home. Your real dwelling place is your what? Your prayer closet. If your confidence is in the barricades you are putting on your door, you are finished. <laughs> no, I bought security doors. Israeli security doors. I have dogs in my house, so no one can enter. Sorry. You will die like a chicken. It's not sufficient. Because the devil will bring in those who, have to, who know how to maneuver all those things and they will meet you. But if the hand of God is upon you, if his shadow is upon you, that shadow will enforce some rigidity and strength to those things you are put in place. That way they will come. They will be shooting. Nothing will happen. They may be enter and shoot and get confused and go away. Because what? There's a shadow covering you. Amen? Amen. You see, all these are all intermingled. When we go back again to the... The, 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 the framework which the devil has originated to govern the life of the Gentiles. We mentioned and said the words, fertility of mind, right? Then two, darkened understanding. Mm-hmm. Three, alienated from the life of God. Four, Hardness of heart. Okay. Now, you see, each of them has a significant you know, impact on a human person. Now, because with this, he first of all distracts you from the template. How does he distract you from the template? He preoccupies your minds with the things of this earth. He makes you see your life based on material things. So that your mind becomes so sick with chasing material things that are everly insatiable. Even to the detriment of your health, even to the detriment of your neighbor, even to the detriment of your family, you will so chase it and chase it and when you are acquiring them, you get them, you think you are having peace. The more you get them, the more you are worried. You live all your life chasing material things. You live all your life Becoming a slave to things. That's the first attack he launches into your mind, into your spirit. To keep you away from ever thinking about the template. So he makes you and tells you, ah, why do you need a template? Where you can decide to live your own life here. When the same Bible says, it's not given to man to order his steps. Are you aware now? It is not given to you to come and just decide how to live. No. There is a system that governs the way you live. When you begin to choose to live the way you want, you are bound to make mistakes. And when the consequences come, you are calling God to come and interfere. He will say, excuse me, I cannot interfere. 
because you refuse to walk across the manor. That's why some people, you find them, you see them, they're in a particular situation for a very long time, they are suffering, and the more you pray, the more the thing is getting worse. Tell your neighbor, leave according to the manual. Yes. Make that your decision, your mind now. Leave according to the manual. Let a template determine your steps. David said, your word is a lamp unto my step and a light unto my path. Your word, the word is the light. The word is a template. The word is the manuscript. It's not given to you to order your steps. It is the word of God that should what? Order your steps. Order the choices you make. Order the actions you put up with. Order the, the, the reason, the rationality that should govern you should find expression in the word of God. Don't just do things because you like it. Don't just do things because the word is doing it. No. You are exposing yourself to a lot of danger. On account of this, he now cast this preoccupation with humanistic materiality that is governed towards just feeding, clothing, and whatever, shelter. Once you are so preoccupied with that dimension of life, it casts a shadow in your mind. Your mind that should move and transcend and start picking signals from the template of light, which is the word of God, is now darkened. And so, you now see that the person, the person is lost. He's groping in the dark. His, his, eyes are, his two eyes are open, but he's walking in blanton darkness. That's why he will go with his car. He's traveling. He dies. If his eyes was open, we have seen that there was danger. If he had... If, if, you, if he was in light, he's in, going to invest all his money in business. His ears will hear. God will tell him, don't do that. But because he's in darkness, he's cut off from information. To be in darkness means that you are, you are bereaved of divine information. We are coming out of all those nonsense in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Yes. So don't allow yourself to get yourself into that kind of situation. Don't get yourself preoccupied. So much that you forget. And God demonstrated this when he raised Gideon to go and, you know, uh, raise an army that will come and fight the Amalekites that were devouring their, 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 their crops and everything. And God said, take all these men. I can't take all of them because I don't trust them. Take them to the river. And I will show you those who will go with me. And they all went to the river because they were all thirsty. And then some burned down Lower themselves and use their mouth and touch the water and be sucking from the river. Why some stood like this and were fetching the water with their hands and then what was you know, scooping the water this way? God said, Those of them who went down, they are being controlled by their appetite. Tell them to go back home. Then those who are scooping are vigilant. Their interest is not just the water, they are just taking the water to just water themselves and then get ready for the battle. This is how God fishes men out. So the humanistic materiality will cast the darkness on your mind so that you can't pick signals. You can't hear from God. All you hear is what one says. All you hear is what business is saying. All you hear is what materialities you have. All you hear is the things around you. 
Then, because this darkness is here, what, the light that should bring life is not there. In the beginning was the world. The world was with God, and the world was God, and the world through flesh, and dwelt among us. And the world was life, and the life was what the light of men. You see. So now, because the life is not there, no light. So now you are separated from the life of God. The life of God is that supernatural dimension that should govern your life. So that when you do things in the physical realm here, there should be a corresponding supernatural power that should accompany your life to make all things good. That's why, devil of God, if we understand this, Whatever situation we are into right now, that we feel is a concluded matter, I'm here to announce to you, it's changing now. I say it's changing. I say it's changing. Because God cannot speak and it will come to pass. It will come to pass whether you are awake or you are asleep. These are things that we have held on to and while reaping the testimony now. It's real. It's real. So now, when the supernatural begins to f- sustain your life, everything you are doing, you are able to provoke the supernatural dimension. In your office, you are writing things. You're not just there as a worker. You represent the kingdom. And that kingdom sends their supernatural you know, grace around you. You will see that what happens to others will not happen to you. Tell you. So your life will be governed by the supernatural. You know what Christ says, without me, you can do nothing. He sustains your work. He sustains your traveling. He sustains your business. He sustains whatever you are doing because you have been able to recognize the supernatural dimension. Life is spiritual. Life is spiritual. If you don't recognize that space in the spirit and accord the necessary position to it, you will keep flopping. Having issues here is a sign that the supernatural dimension is not well maximized in your life. So the reason for this is to help you begin to recognize the supernatural dimension and begin to give it its rightful place. And as the more you allow it to have its rightful place, the more you see that things will start changing. According to what? Things will start changing to represent the template because the spirit, when it comes, what is coming to carry out is what it, you look at what is the template he executes in your life. He must build according to what is on the template. Are we together here? Good. So the devil puts all this in your mind to frustrate you, to make sure you don't see the template, you don't see the light, and you don't even argue. Until you know that you have a right, you will not fight for it. So that's why the, the Bible says there are many adversaries, many opposition, and they use this as their stronghold. So we must learn to deal with this stronghold so that we can easily and effectively have access to the template. Many of you will say, Father, but why is that when I read the scriptures, I don't understand, I don't feel like praying, check yourself here very, very well. Check yourself very well here. 
to deal with this. The more you deal with this, the more you begin to deal with this, the more you begin to get light from the template. The word of God starts making sense to you. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go for a little bit. Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. Say there. He said, even though we are in the world, our warfare is not carnal. But our weapons of warfare are mighty in God to pulling down our strongholds. So God is furnishing us what, what it takes for us to pull down this stronghold. If you check well, most arguments, imaginations of men, the world views of men are governed by worldliness, materiality. They judge life from the amount of materiality they have. They see life from a material point of view. Okay? Because they live for this. So are we there now? Can someone read it? Second Corinthians 10, 3. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the world does. Okay. The weapons we fight are not the weapons of the world. Mm-hmm. Good. They have what? Divine power. Divine power. To demolish what? Good. These are the strongholds of Satan. Stronghold. And what makes a strong man a strong man is what? His stronghold. Right? Do you agree with me? A strong man is strong because of his stronghold. So take away his uh, take away his what? Strong. Stronghold and then he becomes what? A weak man. So what makes the devil to have a lot of power in your, in your life is because he has been able to install this into your system. That's, these are his strongholds. So Paul is not, is not giving us a secret on how to deal with it. That even though we are in the world, our weapons of warfare are not carnal. Meaning they are not uh, physical things. But they are what? Mighty in God. So there's a, a weapon we have that is mighty in God. We want to discover that. It's mighty in God to pulling down of what? Strongholds. What are those strongholds? Let us see whether they are physical or they are spiritual. Go ahead. We demolish arguments. We demolish what? Arguments. Mm-hmm. What again? And every pretension. Pretension. Mm-hmm. Sets itself up against the knowledge of God. Arguments, mindset, or imaginations. Imaginations, dreams. Mm-hmm. And they take captive every thought to make it to Good. To so part of it is also his thoughts. Every thought, every imagination, every argument, every pretension, every dream, every idea. Abi? Hmm? 
What is again? Let us expand it so we can capture this properly. Paul only gave us an insight to this so we can understand. Because when you're talking of imagination, imagination is not on its own. Imagination operates from where, somewhere. Before any imagination, there must be a thought, right? Good. What is again? Idea. Mm-hmm. Huh? Emotion. Mm-mm. No, no. Not emotions. Hmm? Knowledge. Knowledge. What is again? Think, 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 think. Your imagination. They are all hmm? assumptions. Yes. They are part of it. Assumptions. You see why expand it now. Things that we we allow to flow in our system. Arguments. Notions. Notions. Are we together here? <laughs> and all this are always sponsored by this system here. So can you see that the battle is where? You see that not carnal, but they are mighty in God to pulling down of strongholds. <laughs> and these strongholds are what? Imaginations. You begin to imagine that this sickness is increasing now, it's moving from my leg to my head. You are imagining no. But they are demonic what? Strongholds. Imagine, hmm, if I travel today, I may die. Yo. Hey, you are imagining, you are imagining. You think it's a simple thing. But that is a demonic stronghold. All the imagination, see, your imaginations are where the devil is playing pranks in your life. He's playing pranks in your mind. That's why you have to learn to control your imagination. Once you see yourself thinking something that is not proper and is producing fear and gripping you, you have to stop. You have to stop. Because you keep imagining, 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 you see, you see yourself getting deeper and deeper and deeper, and before you know it, from there it matures to a what? Thoughts. When it becomes a thought, it becomes an argument in your heart. That even when you want to argue against it, it sits there. And once the argument outwits you, subdues you, even when they're telling you, please don't die, you say, I want to die. Because you have, been, you have been conquered here already. Are you catching it now? So the battle must be won here. Somebody come and tell you, hey, I can see. It won't be well with you. Say why? God says I should tell you it won't be well with you. You have received like a thought. Hey, they say it's not well with you, it's not well with me. Hey, hey. You now start pitying yourself. And that word, because behind every thought, behind every imagination, behind the arguments, there's an energy. Either a positive energy or a negative energy. Either light or darkness. You must vet the thoughts that settles in your soul. Because anyone that drops, drops the energy that goes with it. And the energy is what ensnares you. 
And once your soul feeds on it, you have given it power to run your life. And I think Christianity is just go to church and receive communion and go back home. And then everything will start working well. No, 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 no. There's more to it. <laughs> so that's why Paul says, do not be conformed. Romans chapter 12, eh? verse 1 and 2. So do, he says, do not be conformed to the pattern. There's a pattern that this thing produces that shapes your thoughts. That shapes your assumptions. That shapes your notions about things. That shapes your imagination. This system here that is there already will begin to make you think a particular thought. Be, think, be, be, begin to make you to, be to argue in a certain way. It sponsors a type of argument that is seated in your heart. It sponsors the type of dreams that you have. It sponsors the kind of ideas that are settled in you. It even sponsors the type of knowledge you like to acquire. Amen. Amen. So you must be careful with this. You must deal with this. Why is it that some people are having suicidal thoughts? You see them, they are beginning to think suicide, suicide, suicide. All of a sudden, they say, I want to kill myself. It has come. It came in form of imagination. From there, it grew to become a thought. From there, it became an argument in the soul. Then, all of a sudden, once you allow it to become a thought, and then it sits on your soul, your soul is the brain box that runs your life. Once your soul is captured, you are captured already. Take it anyway. It's a matter of time. What does not enter your soul cannot enter your life. Amen. Amen. So once it enters your soul, that thing begins to now ensnare you. It turns you a captive. You are a slave to the content in your soul. Once your soul begins to feed on that argument, I want to die. I want to die. I want to die. I don't like life again. You lose, as your soul is feeding on it, it destroys the values you have that should have kept you alive. The value of the sanctity of life. The value of, I have not fulfilled my destiny. You will lose sight of all that. The next thing is, I want to die. I want to die. And when he has finally conquered you, then what happens? You are now what? And I a slave to that thought. You see, the guy is still somewhere. You are the one now executing his plans for him. You can carry rope and tie. You forget your education. You forget your parents. You forget everything. You forget your children. You say, why should I live again? You say, that you kill yourself. Kill yourself. Kill yourself. You put the neck on. Kill yourself. I say, wow. Once it happens, say yes. Did he touch you? Did he touch you? But he was there. He just released an energy. You are allowed to have sway in your heart. The same way, everything that is in your life now is sponsored by your thoughts. 
say, do not be conformed to the pattern of this world. Don't think like them. Don't talk things like them. Don't have the type of argument they have. Don't have the kind of notions they have. In the world, things can happen to them. But for us, the Bible says, let the mind that is in Christ be in you. And the mind that was in Christ is what? It is written. It is written. It is written. Christ came with the mind of the template in heaven. So, begin to destroy the arguments that you have concerning circumstances in your life that you don't know the mind of God about. This can cause instant miracle in your life. I tell you. So, when you begin to destroy the stronghold of Satan and begin to change his thoughts that are in you, the assumptions he has given to you that are running you right now, the notions, the imaginations he has painted a picture in your mind already, you have it. Your notion about life, your notion about Nigeria's situation, your notion about hmm, my finances, the notion you have about uh, your brother, your sister, your notion, all those notions, you have to subject them to the scrutiny of the template. If that thought is not vetted by the word of God, take it away. Resist it. Take it away. Flush it from your system. In taking the word of God and begin to talk about it. Allow it not to let your soul feed on it. We are a bunch of men and women in this world run by thoughts. And each thought that passes in your, your mind carries an energy. You are ensnared by the thoughts that dominate your life. I'm teaching you spiritual warfare now. The bullet, the enemy shoots, is not the type we have. It's the bullets of thoughts. So what thought dominates you now determines who you are. When he bombards you with the thoughts, he creates an imagination with it. He tries to give that thought life by imagination. You start imagining. As you imagine, he's painting the picture. Before you know it now, you are come up with an assumption. <laughs> then it settles with you. Your soul starts feeling on it. The fear starts increasing. The unbelief starts increasing. And then it's holding you, it's holding you, it's holding you. So the Bible now says, eh? Our weapons of warfare, they are mighty in God to pulling down strongholds. So just as the weapons, uh, the weapons of the enemy are what? Thoughts. Our weapons also are what? Thoughts. But now, not the thoughts of the negativity, but the thoughts of God. The thoughts that are born from the template. Paul now says, do not be conformed to the pattern of this present world, but let your mind be what? Renewed through the word of God. You renew your, 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 your mind through the word of God. Begin to discharge or discard those thoughts that you have received all, over these years that have created strongholds in your mind, assumptions in your mind, knowledge in your mind, and begin to now transport the thoughts of God. As you peruse through scriptures, the template, you catch deep thoughts. God says this power, you take it inside you and begin to now make it your thought system. You begin to build a new stronghold. When he comes with his thoughts, 
the seeds that they thought you have inside is one that is what mighty in God. It will slash it. So Jeremiah says, your word is like a hammer that shattered word rock. Say I'm blessed. I am blessed. Say I'm free. I am free. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Don't mind the circumstances. Don't mind the circumstances. When the voice of the circumstances is loud, open your mouth and still start screaming what the template says. Your mouth is meant to war, is for, is for warfare, not for eating. But we, we eat more than we talk. Two of us. If you can talk as you eat, talk the right words. As Job says, eh? How forcible are what? Right words. And what are those right words? Words from the template. Learn to trap the word from the template, the Bible. As you read the Bible, as you peruse, sometimes the particular word strikes you. Wow! The spirit of the transports it into your soul. It becomes a stronghold there. Then your life starts feeding on it. Before you know it, your life starts playing out what it has fed on. You become what you eat. I'm teaching you deep secrets. <laughs> I'm teaching you deep esoteric secrets. So I know that God from a template has said something with regards to my, my safety. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Meaning that if you are a child of God who understands and attaches himself to the place of the secret place, you are rest assured that God will reward you with what? With a shadow of his uh, presence. On this line, I say, the Lord is my refuge and my strength. On our account, you can go out. They say, ah, oh, something's happening. Don't fear. And you remember what God says. I dwell in the secret place. And because your soul has tested it, angels of God are swiftly sent to carry out what God has said that is now settled in heaven and right now is settled where? Good. It has settled here. Whatever is settled in your soul is yours. It's a matter of what? Time. <laughs> so the question is, have you trapped things that your soul has fed on? Man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. So those areas of our life that food and drink and materiality cannot sustain us and keep us is meant for the word of God. David has said, the Lord is my shepherd. I refuse to lack. Because lack is also an instrument of the stronghold. Lack. The devil creates lack. When there's abundance for everyone, he has created a system where humans are dying of depravity. The money in this world is enough for everybody. Okay, hello. How many human beings are in this world? Seven billion. I got the news just this morning. 
They say I bat uh, 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 somebody. I won't call a name. One politician paid his neighbor bill hundred billion dollars. Okay, hundred million dollars. A part of his light bill, which I don't pay for years, is hundred million dollars. Please, hundred million dollars is how much in naira? Four point something billion. So we can give, eh? We can give comfortably four point something billion people on earth one one naira and they'll get it. Abi? One one naira, they'll get it. Then you can imagine if they bring the entire budget of Nigeria, seven trillion. Eh? Oh, 13 trillion, right? So if I to share 13 trillion to the whole world, 13 trillion divided by 7 billion, how much will we be getting? Those who want money will, will, will cash it immediately now, we'll get it. <laughs> so this is only Nigeria, what of America? What of Russia? Do you know how much the warheads, planes, Jet fighters cost. One jet fighter can feed comfortably seven, ten local governments in Nigeria for one year. But now they have all the money to build one helicopter that was going around to do what? To kill human beings. So everything is enough. But the devil comes, hijacks the system, create lack, create wants as what? As an instrument of oppression. Now, he has made us to believe that lack is normal. But David went to the template and God said, it's enough for everybody. Then David said, but then why are we suffering? God said, in the beginning, it was not so. What you hear? In the beginning, it was not so. It means that the enemy has done this. He came back and said, the Lord is my shepherd. I refuse to lack. Fresh and green are the pastures where he gives me repose. Near restful waters, he will lead me to revive my drooping spirit. Was he praying to God? What was he speaking? He was speaking from the template. He has seen it. When I come to that, David had all he needed. It is a word that you trap, that you receive, that you acknowledge and testify. God will play in your life. This is how we win the war in the realm of the spirit. So you destroy the strongholds of Satan that suggests eh, there's lack everywhere. That suggests eh, every human being is supposed to be sick. That suggests, I know, this life, whatever we see, we take. That gives you the idea that, mm, you know, I don't understand. You know, it's a kind of sick. Just accept it to avoid trouble. Is it sponsored by these strongholds of Satan to make you a pauper? But Mary said what? My soul glorifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he had looked down on the loneliness of Samuel. Henceforth, all generations, she trapped it. She trapped it that once there is what? The indwelling of 
God, you are a blessing in perpetuity. Do you catch this? <laughs> Sometimes when I'm talking, there are things that I want to say. Hmm? I don't know how to communicate it. Jesus said, as a father has loved me, so I have loved you. Remain in my love. The father manifested himself to Jesus. Jesus became what? The fullness of the Godhead dwelling in him bodily. And Jesus himself too said, just as a father came into me to dwell in me bodily and was with me in all things. Stay Philip, to have seen me is to have seen the Father. Jesus said the same way. I want to love you that same way. I will carry the Father. I and the Father will come and make a home in you. So you are not carrying God the Father. You are carrying God the Son inside you. When that happens, listen to me. That is the honor and the glory that God has placed upon your life. What is man that you consider him? What, should, what is man that you look up to him? You have honored him. You have given him honor and glory. So that's how God has honored you. And now, when you receive Holy Communion, you are receiving God the Father that is hidden in Christ. And Christ is coming to you also. And is hidden in you. Amen. Amen. Paul now says, well, God, is, God, God is hidden in Christ and Christ is hidden in us. And so once that is there, the divine thoughts that God has honored me, God has glorified me. Jesus said in John 17, he said, my glory I have given to them. Because his indwelling has been established. On account of that, no man, listen, if God in heaven, who created the entire universe, has honored you, on account of the fact that you have accepted Jesus and Jesus' nature runs your nature now. Jesus' life has become your own life now. Jesus' spirit has become your daily spirit. There is perfect fellowship between you and him now inside such that it's no longer you who live. It is Christ that lives in you. He determines the step you take. He, your thoughts have become the thoughts of Christ. He says on that account no man can dishonor you. Any form of dishonor any form of disgrace, when he is coming, the jealousy of God will be stirred. Touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. It's a decree. Prophets are the carriers of the word of God. When you host a word in your heart, you have become a prophet by nature. You must be a prophet by going to prophesy and tell people their visions. No, 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 no. A prophet is a soul that that hosts the word of God. Mary was a prophetess. For the Almighty has done great things in me. Holy is his name. His mercy is from age to age upon those that fear him. He puts forth his arm in strength and scatters the proud in the imagination of their heart. Mary was just picking scriptures that her soul has fed on. This is how you dismantle the strongholds of Satan. When you perceive him bringing anything that has to do with this, you pick up the template of the scripture and voice them. Your mouth is the gun. God shoots it from your heart. The barrel is your mouth. Your mouth is a the barrel. There's a miracle in your mouth. 
go to a prayer closet and begin to decree what you have found in the template. Your mouth is not made for Coca-Cola and for meat pie. Use your mouth. Use it and rouse things from your spirit. Say things. Our God has mouth. Is he eating food? No. Eh? no. The Bible says God said. So it means he has mouth now. But has, have you ever heard that God ate? But we have been taught that our mouth is to eat food every time we are eating. And then using our mouth, instead of us to use our mouth to bless ourselves, we are using our mouth against ourselves. The Bible says, you shall be judged or condemned by what you say. So learn to begin to trap the right words. How forcible are right words. Say it, let me hear you. Uh-huh. So what Job is saying is that right words have force inside of them. When you voice them out, there's a force it carries to bring about the reality of what you have confessed. We have conquered them by the blood of the Lamb and by the words of our testimony. What's the word of testimony? The words of testimony are the words of the testimonial in the what? In the subscribed tablets of life. And the subscribed tablets of life in the scriptures. So pick up testimonies from there and start voicing them out. Allow them to shape your life. Anyone you pick, let it inform you and form you. You become what it says. Then allow it to control you. It's called the lordship of the word of God. It's too high. This is too high, eh? It's like it's too high, eh? It's too far. Father Vincent, are you here with us? This thing you're talking is too high. Can we, can, we, can we make use of this thing? Even if your brain doesn't understand it, that's the problem. You want to understand with your brain. Your spirit is speaking it. And very soon you start acting them in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So this is the mission of God. Don't allow stupid thoughts to come in. Once you notice that thought comes, mm, you know, it comes with your own voice. <laughs> this guy, eh? <laughs> that spirit that is working now in the children of disobedience is a prince, though. He's a prince of the power of the air. He's a prince of the power. Of the air or the atmosphere. And then he now calls it, he's a spirit at work. The spirit at work in the children of disobedience. He's constantly working in them. He's a prince. He's a spirit. And what he's doing is that he uses this structure here to begin to produce assumptions, motions, thoughts, imaginations, arguments, pretensions, dreams, ideas, knowledge into you that are not of God. You see, Father Vincent, I don't know, this back talk is always coming. The guy knows what he's doing. He's marketing his goods. Why do you buy goods that you don't you didn't buy, you don't want to buy? Why do you pick them up? If you say for a five, he says, I don't I, I didn't I didn't want it, but I just kept quiet now. 
Uh, he will borrow your thoughts and be using them for his business. And when he has finished, if he leaves you, that thought remains with you. So that's why the, when the Holy Ghost comes to your life, one of the ministries he does is he gives you a sound mind. He starts bombarding your mind to dismantle all this. So that's why as you pick the word of God, you orchestrate the power of the Holy Ghost to come over you and start working on your mind to start cleansing you up. And when it comes, it comes with what is wisdom, his knowledge, his counsel, his understanding to start changing your mind. Because if he doesn't change your mind, he can't use you. Precious Holy Spirit, thank you for who you are. Thank you for what you are doing right now inside of us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The weapons of God, they are mighty. Don't underrate the word of God though. <laughs> they will pull down the strongholds of sickness. Okay, let me just show you something here that will help you. Is a holy ghost, living Is a holy ghost, of the king of kings. Is a holy ghost, to come. changing everything in obedience to Christ. Changing everything in obedience to Christ. Is a holy ghost, spirit of the living God. Is a holy ghost, scepter of the King of Kings. Is a holy ghost. Spirit of the age to come. When it comes, they will change everything in obedience to Christ. Our imagination. They will change everything in obedience to Christ. Now listen. I want to show you one quick thing. This is your school body. First letter to the Corinthians, chapter 15, from verse 35. First Corinthians, chapter 15, from verse 35. Look at what it says. It says, But someone will say, How do the dead be raised, to, to, raised up? And with what body do they come? Hmm? When we rise from the dead, the question they ask me here is, how, which body are we going to be 
using to rise up from the dead. He said, foolish, foolish one, what you saw is what what you saw is not what made alive unless it dies. And what you saw, you do not sow. That body that should be, but more gain, more grain. Perhaps wheat or some other grains. Verse 38. But God gives it a body as he pleases, and to each seed his own body. Verse 39. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of man, and that flesh of animal, and that flesh of fish, and other of birds. There is also celestial bodies and terrestrial bodies. It's as earthly bodies. Okay? But the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars. For one star differs from another star in glory. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is what a spiritual body. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, became a living being. The last Adam became what? A life-giving spirit. However, the spiritual is not first, but the natural. And afterwards, the spiritual. Amen. Amen. Let me stop there. But what I want to just communicate here is that we have two bodies. We have the physical body and we have the spiritual body, right? The celestial body and the terrestrial body. The body we share with Christ is what? The spiritual body. And it's still encased in this one. Your spiritual body is inside this one now. That body is the body that traps the word of God. That body is the body that the Holy Communion you partake of goes into. That body is the body that God himself has built for himself. That's the body that actually bears the true image of God. Is encased inside you now. That body is one holding the nature of Christ in you, holding the life of Christ in you, holding the spirit of Christ in you. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Now, the intention of God is that you live your life not from this physical body, but you live your life from the spiritual body. And so it is the information that the spiritual body gives you that determines what you say, not what the physical body tells you. My clothes can be dirty. I can look at it and see it's dirty, and I will still decide to wear it. Does, it. does it? Does it? matter? Does it not matter? My clothes can still be clean and do what? I remove it and put up on that one again. The problem or the the, the 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 value of the clothes is not the clothes itself, but me that puts on the clothes. So your physical body, your earthly body, is your clothing for your spiritual body. The real you is your spiritual body. So why so much attention on the physical body? Why allow your body, your physical body, to determine the language you speak? When your voice, listen to me, is supposed to be the voice 
of your spiritual man, not of school man. <laughs> Are you learning something here? Yeah. Begin to learn to dis- disregard this body. When it picks signals from the outside and then you start feeling pain, you don't believe in the pain. Tell it, please, become normal. Go back to the template. By his wounds, I am healed. Sometimes you tell it, it will not go. Do you know why? He's trying, he's, he's trying to engage the battle in you. So when you're saying, I'm healed, the pain increases. When you say, I'm healed, the pain increases. Do you know what it is? It's a battle. And the battle is to do what? Let us see who go win. And unfortunately, we give up easily. And then we begin to confess the report that is coming from the body. That means that the battle between the flesh and the spirit, the flesh has taken over. Because you have allowed yourself to be controlled by this one for too long. You are insisting that let his will be done in this realm, the way it is done in heaven. And the flesh is saying no. The flesh has sabotaged you. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. So that's why you must know the word of God. Alright? Because it helps you to know who you are from the side of God. The world of this life has made us to know who we are from the flesh. But we must know also who we are from the celestial dimension. Just as we have known ourselves from the terrestrial dimension. The terrestrial life has given us certificates. The terrestrial life has given us worldly knowledge. The terrestrial life has furnished us with the things that we see around us and that we testify about. It's also high time that we also discover what the life of the Teresa. And the life of the Teresa is what God has said concerning you. Because the God that created you does not look at the physical flesh. He looks at the spiritual flesh. Let the weak say. Does that make more sense now? So which, where is the strength coming from? See, is it from a physical body or a spiritual body? Because the spiritual body is your real body. <laughs> so now, let me stop here and ask a very big question. Those are challenges you have. Are they reports of the physical body or the reports of the spiritual body? Hmm? Spiritual body. Your challenges today? Your challenges you are having today now? The earthly body. And who is the main guy here? Which one is the who is the main person here? Okay, who should determine what happens? So why are you fighting against yourself? You have not trusted yourself enough. You have not believed in yourself enough. It's called self-abuse. A house divided against itself. Make up your mind today to change your language. That's that's the first journey. Change your reports. Change the report your mouth gives every day. Even if you are dying, keep dying, confessing what you feel. That is what they call the life of faith. You're not taking this serious now. That's why even when I come now, I start praying for you. I start declaring the things of faith. 
you trap it in your spirit, you use your mouth again to destroy it. Your mouth has power. Your mouth has power. You shall be judged. By what you say, you shall be condemned. By what you say, you shall be justified. So now, the reports are talking about your situation. Right now, they are reporting this. They are reporting this. They are reporting this. Which one are you reporting? Are you reporting the, this one that is controlled by the system or this one that is controlled by the, power, the, the, the one that has power of God? Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Keep saying it. Wake up. Keep saying it. You wake up, the stack reality of the challenge is still there. Close your eyes and say, Father, I thank you. You have said to the devil, devil, this cannot be said to him. Who is he that carries an information or that carries a, a command when God has not spoken? Keep saying it. Say, Father, I insist that what my report should be is on the template. Let the adversary keep doing his own. Keep saying it. When there's a perfect agreement between your heart, what you say, and what is in heaven, the situation will dematerialize. That's how miracle happens. Keep saying it. It's painful. Keep saying it. Keep saying what God says. That's what is called testimony. You conquer by the testimony. I'm healthy. I'm blessed. I refuse to lack. I refuse to lack. I refuse to lack. You enter a prayer closet. Things are hard. Yes. Father, I thank you. I refuse to lack. I refuse to lack. You've blessed me. The problem is not you. The problem is down here. I decree that what has been settled in your chambers should be settled in our chambers. Tomorrow, continue. Next, tomorrow, continue. You are building a bulwark. Hey, see, as you are praying, they will send one angel to be pushing the wall. He will push it to good move. He will increase it tomorrow again. They send another angel. Say, go and support. Until enough angels will come. When Daniel was praying, he took 30 days. Abi, right? He prayed and prayed and prayed. They sent Gabriel. Gabriel came and the forces of the realm there contended with Gabriel. He took Michael to come and help Gabriel for the revelation to come down to Daniel. So, Daniel continued his prayer and fasting. You see, the angelic ministration is sustained by what? The velocity of your prayer. Continue. Insist. Insist. If it is 30 years, continue. But you know what? Once you are able to press in for one and catch it, it's like you have finished your school. Anytime again you take another project and you pray about it, the time will shut up. Because you have learned to be resilient in the things of the Spirit. Press. I'm free. I'm free. Therefore, you cannot alter what Jesus has done. When he died, my death was destroyed. When he was resurrected, I was given a new life. Therefore, this life I have, you cannot shut it down. He conquered in the grave. Insist on the template. So that's why you must know the word of God. Because it's mighty in God. His words are mighty in God. His thoughts are mighty in his majesty. His imagination are mighty. 
His own notion are mighty. They are mighty in God. He said, my ways are not your ways. Isaiah 55. My thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are far from the earth, so my ways and my thoughts far from my own. You are thinking Z is thinking A. So how can he interfere in your life? But let the mind that is in Christ be in you. You see that the class we are having here, I'm dismantling things in your system. You know that? <laughs> they will tell me, my son, go and go and dismantle the structures in their hearts. I'm with them, but they don't see me. They can't see because they are blinded. They are my children, but they are being blinded. That's the pain we are into. That's the reason I'm always asking you, come, come, come.
be rooted as in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We believe what your word says. You say the word by your wounds who are healed. We insist we are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Anything that is sickness in anybody's life here right now, Heavenly Father, we insist that what your word says comes to pass in their hearts, in their minds, in their bodies, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let the Holy Spirit execute the word of God right now in your soul. Let the word of God come to pass right now. Let it be healing. Let it be healing. Let it be healing. Let it be healing. By the power of the Holy Spirit, I release the fire of God. I release the Spirit of God upon you. Upon you. Catch the Spirit that executes the word of God. That makes real what God says. The Bible says we shall be fruitful. He said, among all my children, there shall be no male or female who are barren. And if any, anyone by any means is sick, I, the Lord, I God, with my own hands, will take away the sickness. Father, this is your word. Any word who is sick here, take away the sickness. Take away the unfruitfulness. Take away the pains. Right now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I leave that power upon you now. Amen. I unleash that power upon you now. Amen. Let that power break every stronghold. Amen. Let that power break every fortress. Amen. Let that power break every thought of sickness Amen. that have taken hold of anybody's mind here. Amen. Every thought of negativity. Every thought of immorality. Amen. Every thought of stubbornness. Amen. Every thought of fear. Amen. Every thought of penury. Every thought of the pressure of lack, every thought of darkness that is ravaging any soul that is under the sound of my voice, Holy Spirit, begin now to dismantle it. Amen. Begin now to destroy it. Amen. Begin now to take it away from their hearts Amen. in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. It's not my power, it's not my mind, but by the Spirit of the living God. Let the Holy Ghost locate your heart right now and kindle it with a fire. That we ravage all the strongholds of Satan, the futility mindset, the darkened understanding, the enlightened, the alienation, let a life of God flow into you right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, Amen. let the ignorance go. Let the heart of stone be changed to a heart of flesh. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, let the word of God find roots in your heart right now. No more fear. No more intimidations. Amen. And even as your spirit receives right, this right now, I pray, Holy Spirit of God, begin to execute it in their lives. Amen. Let the spirit and the life in the world need to flow into every nook and kind of their lives, Amen. service in every area that the devil has shut down as a result of his wickedness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let the power flow through you right now. Amen. Let the fire flow through you right now. Amen. The fire of the Holy Spirit. The power of the Holy Spirit. The anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let the doors remain open. Amen. We contend with every adversary, Amen. every demonic spirit that has risen against anyone here who is under the sound of my voice. Every demon of depression, every demon of confusion, every anti gospel demon, every demon of darkness, every demon of limitation, every demon that denies you from manifesting what God has ordained for you. We contend with the adversary. We resist the devil. We contend with forces of negativity. With the power God has given to us right now. In the name of Jesus Christ. We break your hold. We break your barricades. The stronghold you have built, we destroy them right at this hour. As the psalmist says, a thousand will fall by our life. 
10,000 fall by our left. But in the lost name, we shall crush them. Amen. In the lost name, we shall crush them. Amen. We pull now that name of Jesus to crush every demonic entities that comes upon the name of people and orchestrate their wickedness of anybody here. Father, in the name of Jesus, the ones that manifest in dreams and torments your people. We break their hold. We break their hold. We break their hold. We break their hold. We pull down the strongholds of fear. No more fear. No more fear. Fear from societal activities. Fear of death. Fear of insecurity. Fear of negativity. All forms of fear. Every spirit of fear that monitors anyone here who is under the sound of my voice. I break your hold over that person's life. And I decree that from now henceforth, no more operations in that person's life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Every spirit of sickness that keeps besetting God's people in their minds with all kinds of strange sickness. From COVID to HIV to different types of sickness. And it's tormenting their soul, tormenting their body. You spirit of infirmity. Lose your grips. Amen. Lose your power. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Amen. Christ. Amen. Let the power of God flow into your body right now. Amen. From the top of your head down to the sole of your feet. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Every demon that is standing against God's ordained purposes and plan for you. God has said it's time for you to shine. God has said it's time for you to manifest his glory. God has said it's time for you to begin to for you to begin to manifest his peace and joy. Whatever God has ordained for you. And demons have risen and said no more. And are now consistent consistent nuisance in your life are becoming adversaries. We bring them down in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Their hold is broken. Witchcraft powers are broken. Negative forces are broken. Let it be light in the regions of darkness. Let it be light in the regions of darkness. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Precious Father, forces contain with our homes and our career and our businesses. Especially with regards to people that the devil has tormented and oppressed in their minds that are not paying people who the money they are owing them. And so for the king of God, as many who are here, who people are owing, legitimately, and they're supposed to pay back. Some of them even have what it takes to pay back, but they refuse to pay back because their hearts have been hardened. We lift our voice at this hour, and we decree and declare in the realm of the Spirit that whatever legitimately belongs to anyone who is here, and the person is how it takes to pay back, we unleash divine deliverance and will command whatever is being owed to be released in the mighty name Amen. of Jesus Christ. Amen. The operations of darkness will bring you to an end in the mighty name of Amen. Jesus Christ. Amen. Whatever is God's own people, let it come to them in the mighty Amen. name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We take possession of our possession. Amen. We take possession of our possession. Amen. We take possession of peace for our homes. Amen. We take possession of joy for our homes. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. As we go about our daily tasks, may the wisdom of God guide us. Amen. May the power of God accompany us. Amen. Precious Father, thank you because you are faithful. Amen. Thank you because there is no like unto you. Breathe upon anyone who is here now. Amen. Breathe your breath of life upon us. Renew our strength Amen. for having waited upon you. Holy Spirit of God, reach out to everyone right now. Amen. A touch from you Amen. is enough. A touch, a touch. Bless every soul. Bless everyone. Release your own energy to us. We become carriers of your energy. Come carriers of your fire. Come carriers of your spirit. Touch Holy Spirit. With fresh fire, with fresh fire, with fresh fire, 
from the oracle of your wisdom. Let it come fresh again. As that fire comes, subject everything in our lives to the scrutiny of your fire. Of your fire. From the top of our head, down to the sole of our feet, down to our career, down to our families, down to our business. From your going and coming, Holy Spirit, scrutinize now with fire. Scrutinize now with fire. Burn out anything that's of God. So that the things of God will remain eternally in us. Let the fire begin to go now, right now. The fire begin to burn right now. The fire of the Holy Spirit. The fire of Pentecost. The fire of sanctification. That fire is the fire of deliverance. That's the fire that they were kindled with. You don't say that I brought the fire on earth. And I wish it's already burning. I wish it's already burning. Any bone, any part of your body that carries any bondage. I curse it right now. Amen. With the fire of God. Amen. With the fire of God. Let the fire begin to ravage spiritual bondages. Bondages in our blood. Bondages in our flesh. Bondages in our organs. Bondages in our memory. Bondages in, our, in our, anything that concerns us right now. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let the life of God flow into us. In every look and kind of our lives. From now henceforth, we shall begin to see a manifestation of the life of God beyond measure. Sanctifying us, energizing us, revibrating us, vitalizing us. We shall never remain the same. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. By the power of God, we shall never remain the same. By the power of His Spirit, we shall never remain the same. By the power in the blood of Jesus, we shall never remain the same. By the power in the Eucharist, Jesus. We shall never remain the same. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you, Father, for your faithfulness. Amen. Thank you because you say that even before we pray, you already know our prayers. May the mark of your power be inscribed upon everybody's life here. That even as we go about our daily tasks, we know that the supernatural dimension is heavenly connected to us. For we are not alone. We are heavily guarded. Why, you know Thank you, Father, in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Mother Mary, cover us with your mother protection. And we say, Hail Mary. The Lord is, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you amongst women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners. Now and Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.